Good afternoon from the mirror, the odyssey within. I am so happy to be in your presence today. My whole life I've spent trying to escape all the monsters in my life. Along the way, the people that kept the monsters away, most of them are now gone. I'm having to battle most of those monsters in my life myself. The epitome of that struggle is difficult to manage at times. Um, I I just feel sometimes that, you know, I'm still reliving moments that are a little bit, um, a little bit hard to ingest it's hard to have those flashbacks of your life and when the monsters have just been a big part of what happens I couldn't tell you the last time I just haven't been numb. Not much makes my day. Um, I put on that mask to sort of chase the sadness away. To get that sad, that, that monster of, of sadness off me. To carry around, you know, you have survivor's remorse. Where you survived people who you loved. And they're gone. And every day, it affects every part of your life. <clears throat> you become just like a robot go through the motions and I've lost so much but of the support that I've had but I've gained the independence and the confidence to continue to provide value in my life and I you know I can only tell you that You know, being in those moments, I um, you know, I've had to lean. I've I've put my faith in God, and that faith has transpired into a, a wealth of knowledge that I can 
proceed. I can do things on my own. I can live my life as a productive person to inspire others. It's all I want to do. I don't care about the money. I just want to inspire others and let people know that, you know, this is a podcast you can come to, that you can listen to, that you can be a significant part of what we're trying to attain. A peaceful coexistence. And I say coexistence because it's not about you. It's about others. It's about all of that. It's about the things that we don't um, take advantage of, but yet are willing to give others hope and opportunity. And along that way, you encounter those monsters. The monsters in, in life. The people who will try to keep you down. But you lift your head up, you smile, and you go about your business the best way you can. And how that is is what it is, you know. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how fortunate I've been. I've got great friends that keep me grounded. When I'm down, they're always there. They'll call and check on me. Hell, you're right. Real friends. Real friends, you know, they check on you. They do those welfare checks, you know, at least once a week or so. Real friends. And sometimes you've been friends with somebody for so long that you don't know exactly how, you know, sometimes friendships change. Sometimes friendships are not day to day. They're month to month, a year to year, or every five years, every 10 years, every 20 years. Um, you know, when you come in my circle, you know, you got a lot to live up to. Because uh, I'm a giving and loving person. And I used to be easy to anger, but I don't, I'm very slow to anger now. It's different. It's like I can walk away from you. I can, I can accept my responsibility in the situation because somehow maybe my energy was off that day. Because, you know. Now I just want to do God's will. I just want to be a good person. I just want to help people. And I don't have to have anything in life. You know, I like my bills paid and stuff. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. You know, I'm not, you know, if you look at me, I'm not the most credentialed person. But when you speak my name, when you say Kevin Lamar Scott, there's, there's, some, there's some integrity there. A lot of integrity. And I'm not a person. I'm beyond, I don't keep it real. I keep it right. I can't, you know, because I, you know, I can't judge you. I, I mean, if I live in a glass house, uh, I can't condemn you. I can't throw stones. I live in a glass house, too. I'm not perfect. But I'm here to help every and anybody overcome whatever it is. I believe in pulling your own little red wagon, but sometimes there's nobody self-made. Everybody had to have some help to get in this world and to maintain. So when I hear self-made, no, none of us are self-made. We need each other. You know, we, we need each other in the most powerful ways that you can ever imagine. 
And it's sad when, like, people don't recognize that. You know, it's it's one of those things in life that when you go through, you want to come out on the other end. You see, that there's so many things you have to overcome, so many monsters, you know? The, the the essence of what we want structured. But we're always, we, we are, we in this society are people of, we're in a depressed state. The amount of drugs that are killing people. Accidental overdoses have just increased to all type of levels. But sometimes when you're self-medicating, that's what can happen to you. With the fentanyl, they could kill you. Just being a first-time user or just having randomly, you know, they say it's better that you stay on crack if you're on drugs. It's crazy. It's crazy that they would even put that out there. Like, self-medicating has always been bad. Alcohol is the one of the worst drugs ever, ever, ever made. Because it's, oh, it's easy to accessible. And it's okay. You know, they don't advertise cigarettes and stuff like they used to. and um, They put it out there. But as far as alcohol, I, I don't know. You know, I don't, in this life, it, it, it's, it can be so unexpected. And you can often see the monsters come your way. You got people in your life. I see people in my life every day that I know don't mean me well. But I still treat them well with dignity and respect. And I promise you eventually they come around. The monster leaves them. At least me. For me. Because I have faith. I know the works of God. I wouldn't be here today without my Lord and Savior. Without Jesus dying for my sins on the cross. Persecuted. But just wanting to inspire and help people. So why do I think. Why do I think. That it's okay. It's not okay. It's when you get down. To society. And they interject. Into you. What you think. And how you're supposed to feel. People are people. You know, what they do in their own home is what they do. You know, you can't judge people on their race, their sex, um, or on their lifestyle. People are people. We all do the same things. We're going to be born and we're going to die. And we want to make sure that we help them. Are man and womankind. We want to be in a society where you don't judge folks, that you just love them and you respect them. And when you don't do those things, you find yourself 
in a situation that is crazy. It's 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 crazy. I, I didn't put music on this today because I uh, music's an enhancement, especially on my uh, podcast. It gives me a rhythm. But today, I just wanted to talk to you. I wanted to tell you that every day I chase those monsters away. You know, for me, the people that chase my 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 older brother. When I was a child, I was scared of the dark. So I would jump in the bed. We had twin beds in our room. And I would jump in the bed with him every night. I was scared. I was four years old. At least four to seven years old. And every day he would grab my nose and make it red. Kick me out that bed. And I just kept getting in until he gave up. See, I was a determined child. So I had monsters. And he was the one that chased them away. I mean, even when I used to sleep wild, crazy, even older, when we got older and we lived in the house together, he he would he knew he would come in the middle of the night. He would put the covers back on me just to make sure I was okay. And, of course, he passed in 2004. And so I had to learn to chase some of the monsters away. He was the first person that chased all my monsters away. And then my step, my, my grandmother, the, the light of my life, both of my grandmothers. Uh, one died in 1985 and one died in 2017. And they taught me my history. They were there for me. They, they would tell me when I was wrong, but they said that they still had my back. They had that unconditional love. They chased all my monsters away every time just by being in their presence. And then uh, in 218, I lost my stepdad. It was like a dad to me. I was fortunate to have two fathers. Um, and in my everything, my mother passed in 219. And, you know, I became estranged from members of my family. I was mad. But eventually, I woke up, and I changed. I had to change. I went through two major car accidents. I could have lost my life. And I struggled with complications with diabetes, where I shouldn't even be here today. I'm a miracle. I survived losing the love of my life after 17 years of off and on relationship and I had to break that off because I was tired of being used and abused in a, in a mentally in a mentality sort of way uh, this person just didn't mean me this person I, I don't think is a bad person I think she had to do what she had to do but uh, recently you know, I heard from this person and they, you know, let me know they still missed me and they still cared about me. And I think at the end of the day, that's where we end. I think it was good for my heart to know that, um, that 
they at least appreciated what I tried to do. You know, I'm the type of person, I'm very romantic. I uh, like to give my lady cards and buy her nice things and you know, help her with her bills. And, you know, I like to chase their monsters away, whatever they are. Even my, you know, friends and family, if they need me, I'm there. I'm going to give you everything I have up until my last little bit. Even sometimes even that. That's just, that's just the way I was raised. And I'm grateful and thankful to have my father left. He's been a great part of my life. He's the reason I do this poetry. He is the reason he calls it preaching. But you'll see my poetry. And a lot of times it's ignored. The people that actually listen to this podcast do it are the most unlikely people that I would ever think. It's not I have I have a lot of people, a lot of friends and associates who don't listen. They don't understand that when I'm gone, that's all you're gonna have of me. So listen, because there's a lot of things that I don't even tell you. My mama always said, Kevin, when you deal with Kevin, you gotta read between the lines. Not that I'm a liar. I want to make you think. I want to bring out the best in you as a person. I don't need gimmicks and tricks on this podcast. I can do this podcast. I have confidence in my life now that I wish I'd had earlier. I should have been an actor. That was something I was good at in junior high school. And I left it alone. I was great. I was, I'd have been a great baseball player. I could play that game. I had the hand and eye coordination. I have the best arm or nothing like that. But I could, you know, I get a baseball. I could line drive a baseball. I want a home run hitter. I was playing from seven years old up until 14. And I let it go. I had a gift. And not a lot of people, you know, but I did, but I didn't have the heart and passion for it. But I always had things inside of me that I would always try to um, take care of and maintain. So I just wanted you to know that it's important to definitely take care of your business. And with all that that we have been discussing, It's just important to realize that, you know, in life, you have to pivot. You have to make changes, especially when the monster's on the prowl. You see, with with every given day, and it seems like every day, especially since I hit 50, I've learned something new. Something new has just populated itself in my life. And I became just aware, like I was woke. Like I woke up from this um, dream. You know, I woke up from being just in in the days and really... You know, after 2.19, my mother passed. I I just woke up from the days. I just, um, when I had Stockholm Syndrome, where 
I'm just, uh, you know, I realized that I was really being abused and was just carrying on like it didn't even bother me. Like somebody could slap me and I could just walk on, keep going. Somebody could say things. Now I just kind of slow things down and look at the person in the eye. And just make sure I acknowledge to them that, you know, I'm going to take the high road. You know, Michelle Obama said it best. When they when they go low, I just go high. And ever since I've done that, when I see my monsters coming at me, trying to provoke me, I've decided to take a different stance. It's like, I don't know. And then when those same people come back and apologize and in their own ways, they come back and apologize and you begin to see this is the right way. I see why as people get older, it's like a quest to try to look at your life, but not dwell on it learn from it. And that's hard to do, not to dwell on certain things, not dwell on 17 years with a person and just like they can come back in your life and they're one of your monsters, they're one of your you know, if I was to say this person was like, if I'm Superman she's kryptonite. And she knows you know, she knows where all the bodies are buried. She knows the information. That's just a man, you know, a manner of speech. Now, I'm kill. I've never killed anybody, so just to know that, just to make note, <laughs> it's not my thing. But she knows everything about. She knows how to get to me, and she's the person that I've loved more than anyone in this world romantically and it's 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 hard because on the other hand I do also have feelings for someone else and every time me and her are together we are great we just don't we get together and have a good time and then we don't communicate and I have to continue to keep that communication going and that's okay um that's okay. I realize that that's, that's if I want to continue this relationship, which is great. But, you know, the communication is so... My life became sort of a split screen when uh, that person of 17 years, you know, reached out to me after six months. And... I wanted to be nice. I didn't want to go deep into the conversations. I just wanted to be nice and positive and powerful. It was powerful in the ways because it, it told me that that monster over there knows they didn't treat me right. She knows that she didn't, that I was a good guy, that I, um, was a person that um, she could count on. 
And I don't know if she has that now. I don't know if it's in my business to know or, or, to, or to care about that. But I always love her and I'll always care about her. She's one of those monsters that um, probably would never go away. Probably be in the background of some place. And, and deep in my own mind, in my own misery, I see, I compartmentalized it. You see, I have a door in my head where I lock the door on certain people, on certain young ladies I've dated. I've locked that door. That's, that's not coming unlocked. Once I lock it, it's done. But there's two women that that door is always open to, is always open to, always. And that's scary. That's scary in a lot of ways and a lot of reasons. Um, that's, um, that's just crazy. And I really don't know how to project it or to establish in a lot of different ways um, that in, in order for me to have that peace and harmony, I've had to reflect on a goal to know what I want. You know, I want a woman that I take her out and she can take me out. I want a woman that has financial stability. It's not necessarily a prerequisite, but we grow together. Because I'm going to make you better if you're with me. I'm going to make you better. But now I don't want to make you better. I want you to already be better. You know, I pay my own bills. They should be able to pay their bills. Um, and... You know, I go from one extreme to another. I feel the security, warmth, and love of another, but yet not the communication. With the other one, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's all about her. Um, she doesn't do the things that the, uh, this other woman does. And, you know, in the meantime, it's like they're both a monster. This love thing's a monster. Right? It, it's always attacking you in so many different ways. And I notice most people that I know in my life, you know, they've, they've, they've chosen to be by themselves after divorces. And, you know, they've been over 50. They just, they don't want to take that chance and go out there and even mingle with people. They're just okay to be by themselves. And, you know, I'm starting to more and more feel that way. You know, is it worth... you know, going against what we innately feel is our our God-given right to have love, be loved, to be in love. But I always tell you, you got to love yourself first. You know, physician heal thyself and you're diagnosing your issues and you're going on and on, you're doubting and you need another person. You got to be assured in yourself. And I, I think I've reached that, that pinnacle where, I, where I'm very comfortable with who I am. And I don't have to be anybody different. I could just be me. And 
and feel, you know, that freedom in my mind. You know, I may have shackles on my feet, but my mind is free. And I'm loving God and I'm loving people. And yes, it seems so difficult. So many, you know, so many people come for you to assassinate your character. And, you know, they bring their monsters with them as well as you're dealing with your own. And it becomes convoluted. But that's when you pivot for clarity. And with that, you know, in mind, everything going on, God has given you a tool for clarity, prayer. There's also meditation, just calmness, a, a serene, a quiet. And when you get there, you're going to start, things are coming into your mind and now, see, I know why, as much as I love this person of 17 years, was that was I speak often, I, I know that those the bad way more outweighs the good. And it's hard to say, because I truly, truly love this woman. But she's just not good for me. And as the end of this episode nears, the mirror, the artist within podcast will play for you the song that inspired this production. Oh, before they turn off all the lights. I won't read you your wrongs or your rights. Time is gone. Oh, I'll tell you goodnight, close the door. I'll tell you I love you once more. Time is gone. So here it is. I'm not your son. You're not my father. Where it is to grow and saying goodbye. No need to forget. No need to forget. I know your mistakes and you know mine. While you're sleeping, I try to make you proud. So, Daddy, won't you just close your eyes? Don't be afraid. It's my turn to chase the monsters away. Sleep a lifetime. Yes, and breathe a last word. You can feel my hand on your own. Cause I'm not your son. You're not my father. We're just two grown men saying goodbye. No need to forget. No need to forget. I know your mistakes and you know mine. While you're sleeping, I try to make you proud. So, Daddy, won't you just close your eyes? Don't be afraid. It's my turn to chase the monsters away.